0: It's just, it's really difficult to, because it is, it's like Arena cafe, and that, it, it's hard, it's really friggin' hard work. I mean, it's, it's a huge learning thing, um, and you learn every day about, you know, there's all the different parts of it. Oh, the first month I was there, I thought, what the hell have I done?
1: Welcome to Brave, my name is Teresa and I'm the coordinator at the Community Information Centre in Townsville. I was really excited to start recording our first podcast. Helen was very nervous and you might hear that. Helen talks about having to close her cafe while I talk about being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Saying our story out aloud made our voices quiver, but drawing upon what got us through it was pretty inspirational. We hope that this series inspires you as well. The Community Information Centre acknowledges and pays respects to the Woogaroogaba and Bindal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet for this podcast today. Hello. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) um i'm here with helen lynn our information officer at the community information center welcome thank you very much this is our first time sitting down in front of a microphone and i'm feeling very brave you are (laughs) you are so i wanted to chat about our new project which is our new podcast series but i think it's really important that we can talk about what has led us here today and i feel like you were a part of that because we had a conversation halfway through last year about this man that used to sit out the front of the CIC on a daily basis with his duffel bag and read his novel.
0: I mean, there's lots of people that walk along, along Flinders Street and you kind of look at them and think, what's their story? And for that guy, it was it was really... Like, what is his story? What's his backstory?
1: Yeah. And I think his... it was this one day we both looked at each other straight away and said, what is his story? Yeah. He just quietly sits there and reads novel after novel yeah. after novel. And at the end of the day, he picks up his duffel bag. And wanders and off. And wanders off. And every mm. day we kept saying, who is he? Mm. What, what is his story? Mm. So from that, because we kept talking about how can we be on a platform like Instagram we had to kind of really rethink how we could use Instagram because the information
0: that we provide on a daily basis to people is really dry, like, you know. Well,
1: it hasn't got flairy floss got, and no, candy wrapped no. around it.
0: So what we thought was we need to share people's stories. We need to, people to know Townsville and part of knowing Townsville is knowing the people in Townsville.
1: And we both assumed that we weren't the only Sticky Beaks in the, yeah in the yeah, community. yeah. <laughs> they wanted to know what people's story like who are they what do they do And what is that and and why is that there for
0: sure there's people watches everywhere like you know who doesn't sit down and you know at an outside cafe and watch people walk past yeah. and wonder
1: but i still keep coming back to what's your story what's mm. what have you been through and that sticky beak part of me really loves hearing people's stories where they've been through struggles and then can come out on the other side and stand there and proudly talk about what they've been through and they can still smile about it now and look back on it and go, that was really crappy,
0: mm-hmm. but yeah. look at me
1: go now. And things are tough, yeah. Yeah, and I and I think we know that our community is a pretty strong, resilient community. We've had to be, and I think listening to those people's stories helps strengthen other people. I think
0: in Townsville and, and probably other places as well, but I guess... We, we can only talk about Townsville, and it's particularly in the last couple of years, that, that, that old saying that, you know, when the tough, when gets it gets, going. when times get tough, the tough get going. Yeah. And like the, the support that Townsville people give each other in those tough times is remarkable. Like it's, yeah, you really see the good stuff come out. You do. In people.
1: That's right. And I, I think we don't, we don't want to lose those stories. No. They can be told forever and a day. So um, I'm really excited about this project and I am excited that our thought of the man with the duffel bag has grown well, into something. And we still don't know that man. We don't even know his name. We don't know his name. And so maybe by the end of all of these series, maybe, if, maybe we should try and find him and, and yeah. find out what his story is. That would be is. nice to, to finish off with something like that. So what's your story?
0: Mm-hmm. how long have you got (laughs) was always a little dream in the back of my head to have I always wanted a cafe and bookshop bookshop never happened but um I had a little cafe for nine years um and And that that was was tough
1: that was the colonial no yeah colonial Colonial cafe Cafe. yeah
0: so and that was a huge learning curve so that was yeah I kind of look back at it now and I feel like I'm only just starting to get my life back still from that Oh, the first month I was there I thought what the hell have I done because I bought it in October and towards the end of October and within two weeks after it was Melbourne Cup Day and everything shut down. So on Melbourne Cup Day that first year I didn't even cover wages for the day. I guess the 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 hard bit is because you're spending so much time and effort on the business that it really puts a strain on your know, personal relationships, you lose contact with people. You actually start to lose your village a little bit, like you, yeah, um, you know, I still had family around me, but they can't help me with with what was happening. It, it was a struggle. And you know, like my my relationship with my partner, like, I think really suffered during that time. He was a rock, like he was amazing. But um, again, he couldn't help me with the business bit. He could support me um, and prop me up when I needed to be propped up. But um, yeah, he um, sort of our relationship was really, it wasn't rocky. It was was still solid, but it, it just was floating, like it yeah. wasn't really going anywhere, you know, that sort of thing. So there's, there's all sorts of bits and it's long-term, like it's it's tiny bits that build up over time that you can't kind of go, well, this was a hardship. The whole bloody lot was a hardship. Living the dream is hard work.
1: Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so small business. Small business.
0: Like people talk about, you know, you do it for the lifestyle. It's like, yeah, the lifestyle's really... It's seven-day-a-week work and, yep. and, you know, you sort of – you put everything into it. Um, it wasn't – I loved it. I loved I loved all the separate parts of it. And it's amazing. It's a really privileged position that you're in when you're making people's coffee every day. You end up getting regular um, – you, you have your regulars come in every day, every morning. They come in and get their coffee. So you know their order. You yeah. talk to them and it – I remember working with a woman years ago who was doing her thesis on the relationships that you have with a brewster in in which is really weird. It sounds really weird. Yeah, but um, no, it doesn't. When Sorry. I well, when I experienced it, it, it really made sense because like you are in a really privileged position. These people give you pieces of information about them and their life every day, but they don't realise how much information they're giving you. So you that's end right. up with this story about a person, you know this person, yeah. you, know, you know their story, you know their ups and downs. Um, you're
1: not just making their coffee.
0: No, you get a lot f- when you're making their coffee, yeah. you get a lot from them. And I um, think
1: that's a lot with your small businesses. It's that relationship piece yeah. you have with the business when you go in to engage in their services, yeah. whether it's getting your coffee, getting your hair cut, yeah. um, you know, or buying their small goods that you purchase from them you build a relationship with that person you do and I I
0: always said to the staff that worked with me that our aim was basically to make people smile so if people came in by the end of the the time that they were leaving like I wanted them to feel like they were coming to a friend's house for for lunch or Mm -hmm. for for coffee um so that by the end of it they left happy like and most of the time we got there, but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there, and I guess being across the road from a hospital, like we saw a lot of people who were grieving. We saw, no. you know, we saw a lot of No one's at a hospital because they want to No, be. no. So that, yeah, there's, there's different things. So we were able to give some support that way as well, like for, for that different outlet. people. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the things that I remember when, early on when I had the cafe was um, that we had a couple of regulars that came in um, every morning and had breakfast and, and it was only a very small space, but they would sit at different tables. And But between all of us, we would just have these big conversations in the morning and, and talk about different, and there were people from really different backgrounds, but it was like a space where they could actually just chat with a stranger yeah. and feel really comfortable doing that. Yep. Um, and then those people, you know, th- there were people that called in once or twice and then there were people that became regulars. So th- it ended up like this nice little community in the mornings. Yeah. So like I knew the names of everybody that came in and, and yeah, so they got to know each other and, and friendships formed. And so it was a really nice, that was really nice to
1: be part of. So it's not just making a coffee. No. And that's what our gosh. small businesses, yeah. they've got stories that they're going on behind their yeah doors and what's going on for yeah. them personally and but they're also dealing with a lot and supporting a lot absolutely yeah
0: and then you've got the staff as well you've got their own yes. stories you know Yes,
1: that's, um that's know. a whole
0: other onion layer on top. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: mean
0: it's it, it, i guess yes there's it's more than about managing staff though like it's it's those people are also part of this community and that's have right. their own lives and have their own stories and have their own hardships and um, or you know being able to share their their good times with
1: people yeah i know i my children used to do tutoring and when i'd take one to tutoring in the morning i'd go and have coffee at this mm. little coffee shop but after a couple of weeks of constantly going there the girl got to know my coffee order and yeah. <laughs> and then she knew my name yeah and um so i'd walk in and she would say it straight away and say my name and for me that just felt so welcoming mm. and I felt like, oh, my God, she knows my name and she knows my... Like, I felt so connected, but then it also made me feel that I belonged there. Yeah. Um, And then I, I felt a hell of a lot more welcoming going back there because then mm. it was my place. That was my space. You're not just serving coffee. Nice. No. There's so much more lots of layers that we get it. out of yeah. our business. And um. Business. And there's stuff that
0: you give to it and there's stuff that you get from it. Like, yeah. And that's when when I closed, it was... Like, people would say, you know, do you miss it? And it's like, uh, I, I miss parts of it. I miss the different elements of it. Like, I miss the people that mm. I got to know. Some people have become my friends, you know, but there, there's other people that, as you say, like people walk in and, and they recognise me or, or I, or I recognise nice them, them. And I know them by their coffee order. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can still remember people's coffee orders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, and that's some people, that's how you know them. That's, oh, it's like, it's double latte man coming yeah, in yeah, you know like yeah. that's that's how you know that the <laughs> shot of caramel yeah that's right <laughs> um but yeah so and, and that's the bits that I miss is is the those connections with the people that yeah. used to come in but when I did close the reaction from the people who used to come in to me um the the, the last week we, I had lots of visitors like people that came out of their way to say goodbye and that sort of stuff which was really nice and and people coming in with stories like the oh. lady from air who used to bring her mother um, up to visit the doctor, and they would—it was the place that she brought her mum, and her mum had since passed since passed away, and that sort of thing. So it was like she was crying in my coffee shop you know oh. it was—it was, was a memory space. for her. That was her special yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, it was a memory for her, and it was even though she didn't come in so much anymore, it was not going to be there anymore. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was—it's those sort of special stuff. Special times and special um, memories of people and, and for people that yeah made yeah. it the the ending was it was really there was closure for more people than just yourself absolutely yeah yeah people kind of came in to say goodbye to me but also to the place yeah yeah yeah
1: so that was yeah
0: it was a pretty hard last day it, been. <laughs> it was lovely last day but it was yeah it was also very emotional and yeah that would have been because
1: yeah. that was ten years. Did you put nine ten, years? Nine yeah. years? Yeah. yeah into that. yeah.
0: and then to walk away is like that's really hard. Yeah, and your head's still in
1: that space. Down so that it. first Melbourne Cup day mm. or oh, then it floated on. Mm. at any point then you could have went now nah, I'm out, I'm done. but you kept going. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I always felt that was something there was there were things I still wanted to do. you know and it never quite I never quite got to the point even at the end i never quite got to okay i'm done like there was always unfinished business and at the end it was uh so so the end of the business basically came about there was a whole lot of different things that sort of came to a a crux at the same time um i had a, a a real estate that didn't want to negotiate a new lease there was Work's happening over at the hospital. That really impacted yeah. on the income that was coming into the cafe. Like we'd lost a third of our income basically in, in a couple of months. Like it had just dropped. Um, and I'd been there nine years. I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> I was really tired. And because I didn't have a lease, I didn't really have a business to sell. So in the end, it was, it was a tough decision, but it was the right one. I've tried to live my, my little dream that I had of a a romantic little dream of a coffee shop and you know being all nice and yeah no one tells you the reality but and so yeah i feel like i've come back and and now um i guess the experience that i have with the business yeah um has given me a different perspective on uh, i look at things slightly differently
1: and then you had a break for a couple of years and then you rocked on in yeah, well, see, yeah, see. I had
0: another year where I worked in a different cafe and um, then they closed down as well. So I was like, mm, at the end of that, I thought maybe it's time to give it away yep. um, and go back to community. So, um, yeah, I lucked out and mm-hmm. I had worked with Community Information Centre when was with at the council Yep. Um, and had always kind of thought that I would love to have some place in within community information center so oh, yeah i think i lucked out really um yeah. <laughs> met Teresa once and i don't i don't know like uh, yeah we, we both kind of went yeah i don't think that went well
1: no but no it didn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, didn't <laughs> i was trying to be really cool and casual and she was like who the hell is this person but <laughs>
1: no it, it didn't and i i went back and i i said i was like no no i was like Wait, i need someone who's ready to dri- you know help me drive this beast and what, what we can do in the end just didn't yeah yeah obviously that didn't come across no no to you start were like um, you were cool calm and collected <laughs> and i was like wanted someone who had a fire up their bum and wanted to to, to go but um i'm so glad that um i was like told no 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 you're gonna give this a go and i was like okay and then i'm so glad i did because I oh, was like, thanks. you really <laughs> held back that day, and I was like, thank God you're here because you do have that fire up your bum and that heart and your community, and yeah. the importance of it, yeah. um, come rumbling back. Even quick. though I keep coming to you with ideas and I know. <laughs> so just as we were walking in here today, and I'm like, okay, briefing you on what we're going to sit down, you're like, but I've got another idea. Can I... <laughs> Okay, like <laughs> none of it costs money. None of it costs money. Just our time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that's awkward. what I mean, you keep going and going. Community's in your heart. It is, it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I feel like I've come
0: home, really. I'm still passionate about community and, and, um,
1: and about Townsville. Like, you know, it's, this is an amazing place. I think it's amazing yeah. too. I, I, I just, there is so much available in our community mm. and a lot of it are hidden little gems. Mm. Um, and that's our job to try and help, you know, shine the light on them. But i just think we're so rich in support and services and access and so many different opportunities Yeah. but you have to go looking for them that's right they can't all come knocking on your door um you need to get out there and look and the biggest thing about that is networking and i think sometimes people don't
0: know that they need something until they need it
1: correct you know they, they don't they don't need to know it's there until they're in a crisis that's right um and sometimes when they know they need that by that stage it's an onion yeah that has multiple layers and they need multiple yeah avenues of support and that's yeah. okay because they're there but yeah yeah but they need to know where to go to start with that's right
0: the,
1: yeah yeah thank you oh hey <laughs> so what about you what about your story what about my story so what's my story i got another small town girl on this side yeah sort of come from opposite ends of townsville (laughs) so i'm on the other side from the Burdekin, and my dad was most disgruntled the day that i told him um we were moving to townsville and moving out of um out of the burdican and it was he was overseas on a holiday and that was the safe place and safe time for me to tell oh, him. <laughs> chicken. You've <Yeah>, been chicken. <laughs> totally chicken. So we packed up and literally moved um up to Townsville before they got back <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Cause he was not like it was you ask uh, you stay, you're not to to leave and um so I've ruined his holiday. My husband worked at Queensland Nickel, that's why we moved to Townsville. Okay. And um, he absolutely loved it. The community out there mm. and the workplace out there was a really good workplace. So that would have been really difficult. Like that, was when that when that closed all down, that was horrendous. That was really really bad. Um, it was a really really tight knit community workplace. I, I I haven't experienced something like that since for him or for me. Mm. But um, that closing down was really traumatic for for us and for all of the workers there. They all. It was, it was hard on a lot of people, but um, the workers rallied around each other. And still now, five, mm. six years on, we still have by it's twice a year catch-ups with a lot of them who we all come together and all keep in close contact. Yeah. The online community still support each other. So yeah. that, that's just how I they roll. I used to have some regulars that came into the
0: cafe that um, had made redundant from um queens and nickel and they used to get catch up once a month yeah their, their team yeah um so, so yeah some of and them still do yeah at yeah.
1: stockland yeah. some of them still catch up yep. once a month yeah. yeah which is which is so good to see but mm. so yeah he was made redundant and uh, my husband and then four days later i was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm. so that was pretty crappy um i'd already had an attack the previous year but with ms you're not formally diagnosed until you have a second attack so did you know then
0: like did you know that second attack that's what it was yeah i knew
1: that second attack was coming because i was in not a good way like Mm. i was i was in a fair bit of pain and and um fatigued and Mm. not very well and um it wasn't wasn't too pleasant so we just had to wait till i got to the my neuro to Officially stamp me mm. with MS, never to be released. Um, and that was on March the 16th. And then, so we, I kind of parked that because we were too busy dealing with my husband. Mm. And a month later, my daughter was diagnosed with ADHD. Wow. Mm, and ASD. Way to pile it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was actually in Brisbane at a Talking conference. Talking about onions. I yeah. know, right. So I was in Brisbane in a conference. Um, in a taxi and the pediatrician phoned me and said we've just got you know the test results through and all the assessment results and, and confirmed it so I'm sitting in a taxi with four other women who were complete strangers listening to my pediatrician tell me about my daughter so choke that down and keep it together Teresa and let's just move on and you can pick it up when you get home and um, and deal with it then so we, we did that and you just so for me community is like hmm. paramount um, in making sure you tap into your supports and your services because, God, I could not have survived on my own. And for me, community was about like the supports and services in terms of, you know, OT and speech and counselling and then um, upskilling my husband to get another job. But then my neighbours, my friends, family, like... You just can't get through. Because my husband had to move away for work suddenly. So mm. all of a sudden I was diagnosed with MS on my own with three kids. I was in a new job. It was just like paddle, paddle, paddle. And I have a couple of close friends who I could not have got through it without them. Mm. And, um, yeah. It's kind of like the iceberg. You, you would have been the little tip showing. Oh, at, the, and, at the But top. underneath
0: there's a lot going on. I was
1: paddling. So yeah. we paddled through that for a year. And about a year later... I sat on my counselor's couch, which I like. I totally rate counselling because mm. that was my outlet. That was my one place I could go to without being judged and it was all about me. Mm. And I sat on <laughs> her couch and I said, right, I'm, I'm happy to talk about MS now <laughs> and me. And she went, oh, okay. okay. And I was like, yep, it, this session's about me. <laughs> And because prior to that, it was about mm. how does how do I survive in my family and support my family. So it was twelve months before I picked up and started dealing with MS. So
0: it's interesting though that you, I guess that's one of those qualities that that lets us deal with lots of different things. Is that ability to compartmentalize?
1: Correct. Parts of your life. Yeah. Like you can deal with this now. I can deal with that, that later. Now. I'll park this for now yeah. and then. Yeah. So because by that stage, my husband had a new job, and you know the kids were sorted. They were getting their supports at school and outside of school and and they were in a good place so now it was about me mm. and um yeah so that was 5 years ago 6 mm. years 4 or 5 years ago and but now everyone's sorted now like I I changed jobs because it was too I loved my job I was a director of a childcare center and again supported so many families mm. and staff through so much things that were going through in their life and I loved being able to connect people to services and mm. just being tapping into it and um, some like you weren't just providing childcare yep. to family. It's not just goodness me. It's not babysitting. Um, it's it's really you really get to an insight into a family's life and what they're going mm. through. And if you can refer them to somewhere that might just make it easier. And if you can tap in and support them with one piece of information that's available in our community, it could make a world of difference and spiral them out of something they don't need to be spiraling in. I loved that I could be a part of that and I could make sure that people knew that information. And and I knew the importance of that because of my own personal life. So, Mm. yeah, so that's why i'm so passionate about it and mm. that's when i fell into this job because um i was told to taper back on connecting into community so much and and helping families so much and supporting them but i just couldn't that was what i was really passionate about and um this fell into my lap and or not and fell into my lap but to my be stars to aligned. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and making sure that um, i can connect all the community and not just families mm. into support so that's my story but i'm grateful like mm. I'm, I'm grateful for all the shitty times i love that i've had shitty times because i've learned from those my children have learned that's,
0: that's the thing isn't it yeah. like if you can
1: learn from it and grow from it
0: Correct. then then those shitty times are uh not not that they're fabulous but like
1: Oh, they're shitty at the time. But yeah. I look back on it now and go, that's like, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay that that was... That's who like, I am. Look, that's right. And look yeah. what we did to work through that and come out on the other side of mm. it. And look at us now. like. And I'm constantly trying to teach my kids about being resilient and being independent. Because yeah. when you grow up, you're going to have to face that. So if I can't yeah. show you what I do now and mentor and support them and guide them through that... Mm. Like that, they need to be able to grow up with those skills as well. So they need to see they need to see me cry sometimes, Absolutely. but they also need to see me pick myself back up and get on with stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You're allowed to cry for a little while, but then you need to yeah
1: pick pick yeah. yourself pick up, yourself your up and, and on we go and yeah. move on. Yeah. So. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Then you need to start to
1: take some action. That's right. Like you can't just and where do sit I go there. to do that? And yeah. for me, it was making sure I was tapped in mm. to my community, mm. and I. Like you can't underestimate um, a village. Hmm. Like for me, I really, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to do anything these days.
0: Man, I see your your calendar.
1: You got a village. Like yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your calendar. You live off your calendar. I do because <laughs> my memory's not that great anymore. <laughs>
0: There's so many things going on, like yeah. personal and work-wise, it's yeah, it's quite amazing how you fit so much into your yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't do that without other people no, supporting you. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My village is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I can't wait to get into this and get started and talk to the next person yeah. and um see what they can come up with.